when I was like, do I want to do photography or like, am I going to do this for real? A big thing of my fear was like, what are you going to contribute? Like everyone's got a phone and everyone's a photographer and I was so scared of getting into it. I remember the first time I did that and it was, it was the best feeling ever. Like just having the guts, like just going up to a stranger. That is the rad Francesca Denoli. I am the radically caffeinated Basil Jarrett, and this is The Process. Today's guest, Francesca, is a photographer from Melbourne, Australia. Her photography explores classic humanistic themes, often drawing inspiration from street photography from the 50s and 60s. Look, she's done a bunch of traveling across the globe, photographing people naturally, because that's when she thinks that us monkeys are our most endearing. On that note, we do talk specifically about a couple of those awesome snaps, three that we explore in depth. I've put them in the Instagram post that goes along with this app that's on my Instagram, Basil underscore Jared. There's also a link there to Francesca's Insta page, which has her pics. Plenty of those come up within the convo. So I would advise that you check that out now because you're going to want to anyway, trust me by the time the end of this conversation is done. Okay, that's enough from me. Onto the episode. Enjoy. Is this your first time doing something like this? Doing like a... That's so exciting. Like I listened to so many podcasts. I was like, oh, that's exciting doing a podcast. Cool. Yeah. I could do that. I can talk. (laughs) I reckon I could talk. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. What do you you listen to? I'm a real podcast nut. I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. I think everyone like listens to Rogan. They don't though. I mean, they do, but they don't. You know, like when you say Joe Rogan, someone's like, I haven't heard of him. I'm like, that is insanity that you just haven't even haven't even come across. When sometimes, when sometimes you say Rogan and someone goes, yes, and you go, okay, we're going to have a lot kind of here to talk about. So Totally. Who else do I listen to? Um, I listen to this great podcast, The Rewatchables. Oh, no. Bill Simmons does it and they go through, like into movies like from the 80s and 90s and that are really rewatchable and they do like all these categories and it's, it's really cool. Like I think... The last one they did was like Teen Wolf or something. It's like, it's great. Like they do like these deep dives into 80s movies. It's, it's a really fun. It's cool. Yeah. When um, they see if they hold up. I just like, I love movies. Where it's yeah. like, it holds up or it doesn't hold up. And you're like, ooh, God damn. Watching a movie as an adult that you watched so many times as a kid and you're like, oh, I totally didn't get any of that movie. <laughs> like I'm watching it with new eyes or something. Like it's just, yeah, it's really cool. You used to love that character and now you watch it and you're like, that guy's actually an asshole. Yeah, that guy's, why did I like that guy? <laughs> it's so true, it's so true. I see you got some lovely um, pics on the wall. Oh, yeah. What are we talking? Oh, this is my favourite pic. This is James Dean, like the, the famous like Times Square photo. He was taken by Dennis Stock. And he's like this photographer that followed him around in the 50s um, and went like back to his hometown and with him and stuff and took all these photos of him, really candid shots, which are just, yeah, they're beautiful. So Amazing. Yeah, so that's that one. That's like a map in New York and just uh, I live like north, north of Melbourne, so this is like just around this area and stuff that my sister and um, her husband got me. So, oh, love that. I think it's important, especially given what you do to like to surround yourself. Oh, I remember the first time I saw uh, one of my photos like printed out, I was just like, what? It, it, ta- it just takes you a while to kind of go, Oh, I took that. Like, it's cr- it's crazy feeling, it's really cool. Yeah, I try to like put up artwork that you know like photographers and stuff that I like and things like that and most of the things are like movie stills I guess that I'm really like into and more so like I don't know people ask like what what photographers you're into or whatever and it's more like I just like movies and within the movies it's like I don't know if you do this but I watch these movies and I like I pause them and, and like I think I look at that as a photo you know what I mean? Like, totally. I just go, oh, like, that's amazing. Like, how the hell did they like that or compose that? Uh, you know, yeah. So. And you have plenty of shots in your arsenal that are like that. I think you even said maybe on your website that like, that's the thing that you, that you aim for with your own work. Yeah. Oh, big time. Like that's, yeah, what I try to kind of do. So that's, uh, it's really fun. That's awesome. I need to ask you just about three, but my favorite shots that you've got up on your, your website. I need to know more. Yeah. In terms of like 
just arresting me when I'm like looking at it midtown wow. with old mate, like looking up, looking up. Yeah. <laughs> into the heavens. What's going on there? Tell me the backstory. So that's last year. I took a trip to the States um, and spent a few weeks in New York, just doing some like street photography and things there, which is like the Mecca of street photography. Cause there's like a billion things going on at once. And, and that's just above Midtown. So I was hanging out in front of this hotel because there was a lot of like cabs and th- like a lot going on in front of this hotel. And I thought, oh, if I see a location where people are dressed in like, I really like that old like 50s, 60s in kind of like overcoats and like that guy's got a trench on and that kind of catches my eye first, like what people are wearing, I think. So that guy caught my eye straight away because he had like this hat on and trench coat and he was talking on the phone and, And I was kind of standing and luckily I had like this pretty, uh, I had like a 70 mil lens on so I didn't have to be that close to him. And yeah, I was just watching what he was doing and he kept looking up and I was like, this guy's just, it's like when you first get to New York and you're just in awe of, oh my God, like these buildings and everything. And he, he just had that, like that feeling about him so really like just attracted me to him and taking the photo and and then as soon as I took his photo like he kind of he looked at me so <laughs> like I, I just took it before I was like oh, busted. like you know so sprung yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah and then I was like oh, all right I'll just keep on going this way so <laughs> I think that yeah. would be a hilarious set of photographs it's like the photo after the photo uh, yeah. it's everyone getting sprung or like yeah. I know you've got a lot of pics of people having cigarettes yeah. and I'm like I wonder I wonder if there's shots where it's like oh I've, I've been busted here yeah <laughs> well sometimes I, I speak to them first or yeah I'll take the photo and then speak to them to be like can I take your photo and and they're like yeah yeah cool whatever you know m- most people are really open about it and really um, relaxed about it. It's funny when you're doing that and then they kind of look at you and you do, I heard this thing that like this trick that you (laughs) do that you take their photo and then you kind of look over their shoulder so they don't know you're taking their photo. (laughs) That's cool. I like that. The tricks of the trade. I was going to ask about that. I mean, the whole conceit of this is the process, right? And I was going to ask like, what is the process of taking a a portrait? Because yeah, like this pic you're at a bit of a distance, but you've got plenty of like up close and personal shots. And I'm like, that's not on a long lens. Like you're in somebody's grill, you know, that's like they're participating in the shot. So can you walk me through that? Yeah. Like usually I just, someone catches my eye or something, I'll approach them and ask them to take, to take their photo. I probably had just a handful of people that kind of don't want to, and that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, have a good day, whatever. See you later. And, but most of the times we just like kind of have a chat and I, and it, and it's great because I kind of um, get to know them and then they relax a little bit and it's, yeah, it's, it's a great kind of thing. And I remember the first time I did that and it was, it was the best feeling ever. Like just, you know, like just having the guts, like I was so scared to ask someone like just going up to a stranger and being like, Hey, you know, like, yeah, what do you want? Like kind of thing. And I remember I was on a train and I, this guy got on and I immediately just thought it was, again, it was like what he was wearing and he had this denim jacket on and this red hoodie on. And I was in Germany and I was one, I was like, I hope he speaks English. Like this is, you know, like, and I was like, Oh my God, like I would love to take that guy's photo. And I was sitting there on this train with my camera and I was like, well, just do it. Like what, what, there's no better kind of circumstance for you to ask this guy. And my heart, my heart was pounding and I just, I was getting so, I was so nervous to ask this guy, like just to approach this guy. And I was like, no, I'm doing it. And I got up and I, and I was like, Hey, and he was lovely. And, Turns out like he'd lived in Melbourne for a while and it was just, yeah. And I remember like we, I, I took his photo. I think I got off the train like a, like a stop too early or something. I was so excited. <laughs> and I was like, I got off the train and I practically like ran back to my like place and I was just so, I don't know, it was like this feeling and it was like, this is, whoa, what's this? Like, this is amazing. I feel so great. Like, Cause it's, yeah, it's the photo, but like for me, it was more about getting, having the courage to do that. And like, just 
talk to a stranger. Um, yeah, like I'm a bit anxious talking to people that I don't know and things like that. And for me, like photography's helped me, yeah, like speak to people and um, approach people that I don't know. And especially with the street photography, like not caring what people think of you. Like if you go in and you're so self-conscious about you with a camera or whatever, you don't get the shot. Like you, 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 you second guess yourself and you just don't get the shot. So for me, it's helped with that massively. Like, yeah, like the more I don't care what people think, I go home and I'm like, oh, the, the photos are better. Like if I don't, it, yeah, it's crazy. So That is absolutely nuts. What about Humans of New York? Is that, does that do anything for you? Oh yeah, totally. Like just after you read someone's story, you look at the photo again and it's like you see another photo. Like it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. That's kind of like just approaching people on the street. But there's, well, there's been some times where I haven't probably read the situation and I've gone up to someone and they're like, no, I don't want you to take my photo. Another time, like in New York, I was in um, Coney Island. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> there's a lot of um, like russian mobsters kind of there <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna ask them for a photo <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as i approach them they're like no i'm like yeah of course not yeah. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> they're like that was the worst detective ever yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like oh kind of should have uh yeah read that a bit better you have some gnarly pics though i was gonna say it kind of looks like la you, you definitely have a gangster i mean anyone that has facial tats i'm like something's going on here oh that was we didn't even that was the it was so funny we didn't even exchange any words like i saw him i was at this outdoor market there and i saw him sitting there and he had this like rams la rams tattoo on his face and i was like this guy far out like what a great look and i had my camera and i just looked at him he looked at me i just pointed to my camera he nodded i took my photo and left <laughs> like it was that's crazy was like yeah, it was like, can I, it was like all of these things going on. And I just kind of, yeah, pointed, he nodded, took the photo, he nodded back, like, thanks. I said, thanks. And then I just left. Yeah. Some of them are just like that. Like you just get the sense that they're okay with it. And if you don't kind of just move on. Have you seen a change in, I, I mean, I would call it like selfie culture, but but people know now that, that you're taking a photo and what that means. Are people asking to look at their photo more than ever, do you think? Or, or wanting it, being like, can I get that photo and stuff? Oh yeah, a lot of people ask. Uh, can you send it to me or they'll follow me on Instagram or something. And then or I'll send them the shot on Instagram or WhatsApp or something when I'm traveling. Uh, a lot of people do that. And that's great. There was a really funny story. I was, when I was in the States last year, I did this road trip through Mississippi and like a lot of the Southern States. And I stopped at this, like this small town. And it was another one of those things where I was like, oh, I just have the guts to do something here to get a great shot. And I ended up walking into this like old barber shop there. Like, you know, like it's like straight out of movies pretty much. And I went in there and like was met with this silence and I was like, oh my God, what are you doing in here? Like all these things were like, but I don't know, something just drew me to this place and there was this guy there and we had a bit of a chat and I took his, his portrait. He was the owner of the, of the barbershop. He was like, oh, can you send that to me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I get my phone out. And he rips off like this corner of this envelope and he gives me his address. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I was like, oh, okay, far out. Like this is, yeah, okay. So I guess I'm sending him, him this photo. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. so the cost of entry at the barbershop. They're great though. I love those barbershop photos. They're awesome. Yeah, thanks. But um, yeah, I don't know about the culture. Like I think there's a lot more people out with their phones, I guess. And so maybe you blend in a bit when you're in places like big cities and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think it's more like, yeah, you blend in and you, which is a good thing. The other thing is I think just doing, a, I look at a lot of street photography from like the fifties and sixties and things. And obviously no one's on their phone, but now everyone's on their phone, like on the street. So it is a little bit harder to kind of get people looking up or people yeah. lost in their own thoughts. Like, cause you know, you have a spare minute, everyone just like gets on the phone. So there's a lot of heads down and 
even on like public transport and that, you know, like it's just the way it is now. So totally. it's interesting like the photography's changed because, uh, you know, like there's less people that are kind of just standing there. And I guess maybe that's why I um, take photos of people having cigarettes. Yeah. Standing there thinking. Like maybe that's I don't know, but <laughs> or like or like looking out of the subway car or something. Yeah, yeah. I do think that that points to the culture a little bit to be like, mm. no one's necessarily wearing their story, like their emotions on their sleeve. It's just like, all right, I'm just gonna like put the headphones in. I'm just gonna like leave this world and go into my own little world. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to ask about the monks in Central Park. What a absolute banger of a shot. Ah, yeah. Tell me more. I saw them like coming down the steps in Central Park and I was like, hang on a second, because I was there in October. So all the leaves in Central Park were like that beautiful, you know, autumn colours and things. And I saw them coming down the set and I was like, oh my God, is this like a photo shoot? Like, is, is this on purpose? Like, cause they were, they like blended into the, totally. you know, the leaves and everything. And I was like, surely this is a setup. Like this can't be just. Yeah. And it wasn't. I just looked over and they were just all like symmetrically kind of standing near the water at Central Park. And I was like, how is no one taking a photo of this? Like, this is amazing. It was just, it was crazy. And. I just stood behind them and took a few shots and I was like, that's crazy. It was like, it was set up for me. Like, yeah. That's the thing. It does look like a setup, but it's like too perfect. Like you couldn't direct that. It reminds me, there was like a Werner Herzog doc. It was a few years back now. It was about the internet. One of my favorite shots and it's, it's a cross and it's looking back at Manhattan. Uh Very similar to your shot. There's monks like right on the edge of the water, but the monks have their smartphones out and it's just so awesome. It's like you see these monks in the wide shot and it's like, oh, that's nice. And then the tight shot comes in and the monks are on their phones and it's like, what is wrong with the world? <laughs> well, you want to know something? One of the, one of the monks had a selfie stick <laughs> in that shot. No. <laughs> yeah, and one of the monks had a selfie stick and <laughs> was taking selfies like of him and his mates, like on the water. That monk life. <laughs> I think he had it right in front of him, so he couldn't see it. But yeah, like a few of the shots I've got of that, oh, you have. One of the guys, like with the selfie stick, it's just oh god, crazy that you say that because it's like a yeah, it's like a behind the scenes of that photo. <laughs> they thought they were all selfies. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think it's just like it just challenges what you just think it's like. Oh well, these monks are just you know like here. It's very spiritual. Looks like a very quiet, still morning. Yeah. And it's like no, I mean they're probably visiting. It's a big thing for them as well. Tourists. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's madness. That's how funny you say that. I thought the same thing. I was like, ah, oh, I totally misread. Like this was, I thought it was like this meditation by the water. <laughs> it was so wasn't. It was like projected all this stuff onto this scene. They're just like, check this out. This is gonna make everyone back in the monastery so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> My last one, it was very hard to get it down to three, but Venice basketball. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. It's a black and white pick, but it's an action shot, which mm-hmm. brings in its own challenges. Tell me more, pretty please. Yeah. So a friend of mine moved to LA a couple of years back and we met up when I was in LA and went for a walk and he was showing me around Venice and things. And I'm like, Venice Beach, these basketball courts, white men can't jump. Like That's it. These are the basketball courts. So that was really exciting and we ended up just watching these guys play for a while and um yeah they were unreal and the sun was setting and I was like this is another thing that like it's like it's set up like it's crazy and that was a great day and that that was another day where I was like all right I'm gonna approach some people to take their portraits and you know how there's like near there there's like Muscle Beach near those basketball courts and there's all these like massive guys working out and stuff. And I remember like I wanted to, I asked this one guy to take his portrait, but I reckon I just like, I would have looked so weird. Like I was just pacing up and down, trying to get the guts to ask him. You <laughs> <laughs> would have been like, what is, this? what is she doing? Like, Hell yeah. you know, like circling back, like got, taking a few more steps towards him, nope, nope, going back and then... <laughs> Like, but yeah, that that was great. Got got a few good shots that day. Those basketball courts, I was just watched white men can't jump like a 
billion times as a kid. So totally. I was like, I need to go and see these courts. So It's funny that you say movies because if you are a movie lover, particularly America, but then particularly the cities as well, yeah. you just can't help but walk around and go like, this whole thing is a movie. For sure. This place is just one big movie. Or thinking like... But where do I know this place? And thinking and going, oh yeah, it's in such and such or whatever. Like, yeah, it happens like every day when you're like in New York or whatever. I love it. Us coming from Australia, you just don't see it. But like steam coming out of like the yeah. like the pipes. Uh, what is it? Like out of the manhole covers and stuff. I was like, that's clearly like bullshit like that doesn't happen yeah. even like like slating rain like until i was in north america whenever you'd see like rain just like out of nowhere just start bucketing down i'm like that's just a rain machine that's just you know that's just movies but it it actually happens it's just this is madness yeah the rain is, is a big one because it's everyone just rushing around in the city in the rain and there's steam and all these lights and you're like where like where the hell am i this is crazy like this is real like yeah where's the director yeah there's gonna be a director around here somewhere when someone's gonna call cut soon can i ask you a couple questions about process if, if that's all right yes i'm just stealing from what you've written before and i'm gonna get you to elaborate you like photographing this sounds so weird photographing photographing uh people naturally because you believe that's when we are our most endearing yeah yeah can you tell me more about that? Like, what is it that you're drawn to in natural photography? And then also, I'd love to hear, conversely, what is it that kind of, or if it does, does, like, stage photography give you a yucky feeling? Naturally, like, I just think that expressions on people's faces or they just seem a bit more real to me. Like, when they are, like, like going, maybe going for a walk with someone with my camera and taking photos with them. I don't know. I just, I'm really drawn to when people are taking that, like, moment, that, like, beat out of life and they're probably, and they're just... I don't know, waiting or, yeah, I don't know. It's just this, these moments that kind of go unnoticed. But to me, they're like, it, 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 there's this look in people's faces when they're just, they're waiting or they're um, looking at something on the street or a big one is on transport, like on trains and stuff like that, that people are just looking out the windows. And I don't know, I just kind of think that there's something in their faces that draws me into that, whereas I've done things where I'm directing people in a photo and I feel so, I feel really self-conscious. So of course they're going to feel like really self-conscious. And I just, I've never liked the results of that. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, that that's probably the best way I can kind of put it into words. But even if I ask someone for their portrait, like it's all, I always end up using the one where I say thanks and then I take another photo. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like they're not 100% kind of putting this look on. I don't know when they're more themselves. I've tried the studio thing and I, yeah, it just doesn't do anything for me really. Like I just that and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know, these lights and stuff like that. I don't know how to use them. It's more public to the point. <laughs> I feel yeah. No, no, that's that's true. I was thinking it made me think of two things. Like the cricket behind the scenes that you took, I checked out. It's a world that I work in and I really like and so I was like, oh, Ricky Punting. What up, Punter? Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, a lot of the moments that you captured are just before start of play, just before like going to recording and that you have like uh, Flemo, you know, getting a note from his producer. That's a real in-between moment. Yeah. Just before the start of the show. Yeah. I didn't really put that together, but that makes so much more sense now. Yeah. I think um, also like working in TV as well, that a lot of the times like waiting around to record and things like that, I find those moments so much more interesting. And I think, man, people would love to see this kind of stuff and things that you 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 work behind the scenes in something for a while and you kind of take that for granted of mm. those moments of, you know, people preparing to go on air and things like that. And I, I find those moments fascinating how, you know, different, you know, different kinds of people kind of take that and what they do. And I love watching that. And so with the cricket thing, that was such a great opportunity, like on Boxing Day, on the Boxing Day test. Yeah, big time, big, big, big time. The big time. And I love those shots of like on set photography of you know actors looking at their scripts and or in their dressing rooms and I'm so I'm really drawn to that kind of stuff so I thought I'm gonna try to take the in-between moments and 
yeah, that was really, really cool. So, yeah, that, that was great. That was such a cool, cool day to do that. You nailed it. The black and white photography. Say with that shoot, do you know beforehand, do you have an inkling that this might be a black and white kind of vibe? I did with that. Like that was one. Some, most times I don't, but with that one, I thought I'm going to shoot this in black and white. Like I just, I thought that's the way I want to look at this. Like mm. I wanted it to look different to what it looks like on air. Totally. So that was probably where um, that thought came from. I just... I don't know, behind the scenes, I just think black, I don't know, I just think black and white. Like it's, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like it's, that's interesting because that, that was one shoot where I said, I thought, yeah, I want to do this in black and white. Like This is just a selfish question, but technically are you shooting that any different knowing that it's going to be black and white? Pro- not technically. Like I still shoot it in, in colour. I probably look at it a little bit differently. Ordinarily, like if I'm shooting in colour, I like colour kind of matching. Like if I see someone wearing something, a colour, I like looking for them standing in front of something that's the same or like a complementary colour or something like that. And so when I know that I'm shooting in black and white, it's more, yeah, I just, I don't think about that. And I just kind of, yeah, let let it go. Like kind of let that go, that thought. Um, Sweet. But, yeah, yeah. But technically the same, like, yeah, technically the same. I love it. On to the next one, my friend. I was struck by you said that when you're hitting the open road, you like to think of your camera as a passenger. Yeah, yeah. I didn't quite know how, how to take that. Tell me what you meant by that. Well, that's just been um, like going on road trips and things like that and stopping along the way and not, that comes from like, yeah, not second guessing myself. When I, If I'm on a road trip, like when I was in the States, I was on... I mentioned that I, I took this road trip and a lot of the times it was, I was on my own, but just had my camera like in the passenger seat. And every time I kind of saw something and I could stop, I said to myself, all right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to take this photo. Cause the worst feeling is seeing something, not stopping and then going and then regretting it. Like when you keep driving and you're like, man, I missed that. Why didn't you just stop? Like, totally. you know, totally. So, but yeah, for me, like, I've always felt that like the first time I, when I got into photography, like only been a couple of years, really. The first time I had my camera with me all the time, I just felt this, I don't know, like this purpose. Like I had this purpose when I was roaming streets and doing stuff. And I had never felt that. Like I'd never felt, I kind of found it be aimless. Then that I had my camera, I felt like, oh, okay, this is like, I've got a purpose to this. Like I've, I don't feel alone in these big cities and I don't feel, oh, what am I going to do next or whatever. I just always had like, yep, that's my kind of mission and that's my, I felt great. Like I remember talking to my sister the first time I did that and I said, oh, I don't feel like by myself in <laughs> in these big cities, you know, because mm. I travel on my own mostly. So, yeah, yeah, that's where that kind of camera as a passenger came from. Um, yeah, I really like that. Yeah. That's so cool. And it is so hard, isn't it? Like I, I just re- I realized before when you said like, that's the best way I can describe it. And I'm like, yeah. I understand a podcast is maybe not the best medium to talk about photography, right? But when I pick up a camera, I just have like a little antenna that kind of just, they just poke up. Yeah. And it's something about being, I think of like 15, 20, 25%. I don't really know what it is, but just more alert, more in tune with maybe what's going on and possibilities. Yeah, yeah. It is funny, but you're just like, oh, that could be something. That could be something. Oh, that could be something. Maybe there's something down here. Oh, definitely. Like you've seen a different way. Like I know when I've got my camera on me that I'm specifically looking for things and I'm looking for those moments or I'm looking for things that, like I love things that line up like symmetry and stuff like that. I, I kind of look for that and, I, and I, after I do it for every day, like for a week or so, I get into that zone of going out and it's easier to kind of see that stuff. But I don't do street photography for a while. I, it takes a while, a, a little bit to kind of get back into it. And I miss, you know, like you kind of stop looking that way a little bit. But Totally. Then the other thing is, is like when you see something like that and you haven't got your camera on you and it's like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the other thing is switching off from that is what I find a lot more challenging than going to it and not going, oh, man, you should be, you should have your camera on you today. And you Yes. Sometimes you just want to like have drinks with your friends and not. Oh my God. Not see that way, you know, like it's, you get that, like I think everyone gets that. This is so painful for me to hear. It's true. It's brutal. That was going to be my follow-up question because you have to do it. You can't be on 
all the time. And you said, you, you know, when you're traveling alone, that's that's a lot easier. It's still important to switch off. But then traveling with other people, oh my God, you don't want to be that person. No. That is the worst person that's just like, oh, just, just a couple more seconds. I'll just be. Yeah, wait, wait, I want to go over here and, you know. And yeah. Yeah, like I always think about that even here. Like I'll bring my camera. Oh, it's today camera day. Nah, do I want to do that? Do I just want to switch, you know, be an idiot with my friends and not talk, you know what I mean? Like just not think like that. And that's, 100%. that for me, yeah, can be a bit like, no, stop. Or even when I'm overseas, you know, like, like what you said, not going out with your camera and going, no, I'm just going to go to a bar and have some drinks and, yep. or go see a show and don't think like that. Like, cause the minute you are like, damn, I wish I took my camera. Like you just don't enjoy yourself cause you're, yeah pressure on yourself to kind of yeah to always have your camera on you and there's more to life than always having your camera on you you know like I don't know why but I do like the antenna and I feel like that antenna is attached to a battery because I'm just like there's not enough juice for tonight yeah yeah it's an awesome way to do it. For a while, we were rocking these Panasonic cameras, which were great yeah. until you got, they just were not low light cameras. But yeah. for a long time, like I kind of loved it because it was just like, all right, sun's down, like we're done. Go. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. It was just like, well, we can just enjoy the night because there's no, there's no yeah. point taking these cameras out at night. Oh, yeah. I find that when I'm starting to think that way, like I just go home, like don't, force it like that's the worst like I've been out and forced it and that's the worst feeling when you're out there and you're like yeah but I should like I do this like oh, I should be out here taking photos like, oh, I sh you know especially with this quarantine I'm like I should be editing and I should be doing this and, and yeah. forcing yourself and putting this pressure on yourself and every single time I've done that the results are shit. Yes. Like, yeah. like it knows. It knows it's coming from the wrong place. You're like, sorry, wrong fuel. It's like you're trying to put diesel in like a petrol car or something. Hundred percent. It's like, what? When are you going to learn? Like, don't force <laughs> that. You know. <laughs> So much like that. I, lo I love that thing. Yeah, that's cool. I wanted to know about your kind of like last major obsession in photography, if you had one. The first thing that comes to mind, like to shoot, I always like this 50s, the way 50s movie stars were shot. And I was, without even knowing that I wanted to do or had any interest in photography, since I can remember, I've looked at photos from that era and I never knew I never put the pieces together of like why are you drawn to these photos of like James Dean and like old kind of yeah Marlon Brando shots behind the scenes and things like that that has been an ongoing obsession for me since I was a kid and I never put it together of like oh maybe I want to take those photos I always thought it was like oh I like the movies or it just never clicked like that I want to be the ones taking those kinds of, I want to be the one taking those kind of photos, but that like those kinds of photos to me, it's been a, like an obsession for a while. Like, Hell yeah, yeah that, that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like I'd love to do a modern day take on that somehow. But, um, yeah. I'm trying to work, work that out with a friend. So. Okay. More to come. That's very cool. More to come. Yeah. It's funny. Like, looking at those kind of photos it's funny that like yeah I never knew that I was why I was looking at them yeah and and now like yeah like I said I've only really been doing photography for a couple of years but a lot of the things I was into as a kid or a lot of the things I was into as a teenager like now I go oh that's why like I liked the photo aspect of it have you dug into the archives in lockdown have you have you um, gone back? <laughs> that's that's all I've done. That's all I've done. <laughs> when lock, first lockdown started, I was like, okay, well, this this would be great to kind of get out there and shoot this amazing time. And then I realised I just didn't really want to do that, and I, empty streets didn't really interest me. Totally. And I learned, yeah, and I learned like to say, oh, I'm just not interested in that kind of photography. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but like when you start something, I felt like, oh, okay, so I have to know how to do landscape photography and I know I have to learn how to do photography and that photography. And 
without really asking myself why or wh what I'm really interested in, in, in photography. It was like, oh, okay, so I'll go and take photos of a sunset, but also I want to go do street photography, but also I want to go do... And my mind was just like, whoa, you need, like, it's just too much. So when this happened, I was like, oh, great, I'll document this. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, I don't want to document this. <laughs> so, oh, so what am I into? And then I thought, well, I really wanted to get my website up and running. Yeah. So that forced me to kind of look back and uh, look at photos that I probably wouldn't have looked at. I would have just kept shooting and, um, and yeah, I found some really cool stuff, but also went, Oh my God, like even in a couple of years, like you just go, Oh, why did I shoot that like that? Or you start asking you know, all these questions. Like that's what I wanted to ask. I wrote down mistakes, but I feel like that can be a bit yeah. harsh to your younger self. Oh yeah. Like things aren't in focus, lots of stuff, heaps of, heaps of mistakes. Like yeah. looking back going, God, why did I show anyone that photo? Like, <laughs> oh God. When I was first starting, a friend of mine asked me to be part of his group exhibition. Yeah. And I had kind of just picked up a camera and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Like, and so I ended up showing, which was really cool, like showing some photos. We had an exhibition uh, December of 2018 and it was a group show. And I thought, how, how great, like, to, all the other artists were, you know, had been doing it for a long time. And I thought that's a great way to start and, you know, kind of have their help and have their guidance. And, but now, like I look at photos that I had up, I was like, what, how did you, why did you show? And I guess that's a good thing. Like to think, totally. you know, that's a good thing that I was like, actually said to her I was like I can't believe I showed those photos like that's yeah they're just not good but there's something to be said like for growth and if you yeah it's nice to look back and be like I understand what you were going for there was a kernel of something in there sure. I love recognizing that but then yeah for me personally I'm just like ever heard of editing buddy you know I was just like no one wants to watch seven minutes of this shit what are you talking about like yeah I know exactly what you mean I was just every time I saw I look back doing ISO I'm like whoa just relax on the contrast and the <laughs> like everything that people you know like just relax you just discovered dials for the first time you're like okay a hundred a hundred clarity looks so good bang all the way like you do all this stuff like you said that's good i hope i have the same feelings in a couple of years like looking back at these photos like yeah i get what you're going for but whoa Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was doing a little research on Bo Burnham. He's like the musical comedian guy. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to it. Like it's an older interview now, but it still, it still stands up. And he was saying that like, I think his specials were like 2011, 2013, 2016. And he was like, each time he was like, no, no, no. My old stuff, like that's wrong. This is right. And then 2013, he was like, no, no, I was totally off. That's not what I was talking about. And then 2016, he's kind of like, this is what I want to say and then he's kind of quit comedy and he was like actually I don't really think what I honestly want to say is even in that medium anymore kind of thing or I've you know it was just I was like wow that's that's like the full extension to be like no 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 it's not even any of that so I thought that was pretty crazy but what I wanted to ask was how do you kind of fill up the cup from things outside of photography I'm gonna I'm going to put a guess out there. Maybe it's movies a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is that, but a lot of it is just kind of not thinking about it and not thinking about photography or anything to do with it. Just hanging out with my family and friends and things. And I just, that like recharges me. And then I start looking at things like in a different way, like comp just completely doing something completely different. Like that, that helps a lot. Just going, okay, you just spent, like you just need a break. Like don't, I felt that when I got back from the States, like having shot every day, I was like, no, just don't think about it for a while and go off and do something else. But yeah, movies is a big one as well. Like reading, I love reading and, and like imagining like scenes in books and things like that. Like that for me kind of, yeah, like inspires me a lot because I imagine things and I think, oh, that'd be cool to kind of shoot something 
like I had imagined that book, things like that. I know when I start, I want to get back into it because I start like going on these YouTube, like binge, like, you know, <laughs> dark holes in YouTube going like, yeah, you kind of get real deep into it and you're like, I think I'm ready to go shoot again. How? <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, like you're, it's two in the morning and you're like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, whatever. Honey, you're looking at. Who are you looking at and you're just super, I would say, jealous, envious of, but in the best mm-hmm. kind of way? And what do you know what you want to steal from them? There's a guy on Instagram um, that is amazing. His name is Shane Taylor and he's an Irish photographer. And I think his handle's like Heroes for Sale or something like that. And I look at his work and I'm just like, far out, this guy's like, there's some. And, I've followed him, unfollowed him, followed him, unfollowed him, <laughs> because I was, <laughs> I'm like, oh, sometimes I guess it's like the bad side of Instagram or whatever of like you see and you, you, you compare yourself to these people, like uh, th- these people that you you admire and you go, oh, man, I really wish I shot like that or how does he get that? And mm. he, he's one that I've, yeah, he's probably like, who, who is this like, psycho that keeps on like, <laughs> I, 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 I these things with him but now I mean now I, I I follow him and I admire him and he's great and what I admire is just the way he edits color is amazing um he shoots a lot of film uh, which I haven't tried yet like I haven't tried shooting on film which I'd, I'd want I want to do but he does street photography and the moments he gets is really inspiring, like the way the, those little, those moments that like I was speaking about, the, what he gets on the street is, is great. So he's been good, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's like. I think that's the most honest thing I've heard in a long time is the follow and unfollow. There was a while there, I did the same thing with Casey Neistat. And I was like, I can't watch this because it's just like nothing that I make today in like Brunswick is going to be anywhere near you know like you want to snowboard in the in new york city in the middle of a storm i started to be like well i'm not going to necessarily watch that if i'm in that state of mind for one or if i'm in that creation mode that i'm like i just don't necessarily need those outside influences yeah <laughs> oh, i do that too like this guy shane taylor he has a, a youtube channel as well and he'll he'll put like a gopro on him while he's doing street photography which is awesome yeah, it's really cool but there's some days where I'm like, I can't watch that today. There's no, like, I'm not in the right place like that. I'm feeling insecure or I'm just going to feel like I'm really shit today. I just don't want to watch that. And then there's days where I'll just watch all of them. Like, and I feel like so inspired by them and yeah, let's hit the streets and go and take some photos. And that's the way I go about it. <laughs> it's like, not today. Uh, yeah. It's like, is is this fuel going to like drive me or is it going to just add to the fire and I'm going to like burn the house down kind of thing? I... Oh man, but also like watch, looking at Instagram, like the, I think the moment you start trying to shoot for Instagram and like the shots that are always on Instagram, you're done. Like, because you don't think for yourself. So you're like, that's the way these photographers shoot and everything. And you, and I think that's the worst way to go because then anything that you bring to the table is like gone like get sucked into that and it's hard to kind of you do yeah you know like go no no that's that's their thing and you got you got your thing so you just put your head down and do your thing but there are days when yeah that's a bit harder (laughs) it can be so hard i just watched the it's an older doc on noma the restaurant and it's like it might be 2016 or something but yeah it kind of showed the the rise but renee like the head chef he was talking about being different and doing something different he was just like people aren't going to get it and it's you know it's not you don't see this no one else is doing it and you're doing your own thing and then you get big enough and then everyone comes and it's like wow it's so different they write about you and then they eventually go away again and it's like you've just got to do like whatever you want to do but god damn it's so hard when you're just like i'm over here doing this thing and you're like i should i mean that just kind of looks a little bit easier what's happening over there and people seem to be loving that it's it's the shiny thing Big time. It's like it reminds me of that um Joseph Gordon Levitt, I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah. You know, like have you watched his TED talk? Maybe. I've watched it probably like five, six times. Like it's when I'm feeling like insecure about creativity and things like that, I it's like a go-to for me because 
he talks about, yeah, like when you're creating for attention and for likes and you're creating for people to just tell you, oh, that's a great photo or whatever. And yeah, he talks about that and comparing that to, you know, listening to yourself and kind of going out and doing what you're curious for, which is like what, yeah, yeah, like where I kind of got that idea from of like, just stick to what you're curious for and yeah. People like it, they like it. If not, they don't. But uh, yeah, that's totally. I was reading a book the other day that one of my friends gave me as a joke. It's called the Improv- Improvisational 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 Chef, right? It's just a joke on that, like I will get buzzed about doing something, and then I don't actually have all the ingredients, so I start making a bunch of substitutes. And because I can't actually cook, I don't know the science behind it. Doesn't usually work out. So a lot of flat banana bread and stuff. But I you're talking to the right. I have no idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Not for> me. yeah. <laughs> in the introduction of it, the way it was talking about improvisation in the kitchen, I was like, you're just talking about creation in general. And, and it was talking about trying out a bunch of different things. And it reminded me when you were saying that you were like, well, do I have to do landscaping? And I have to do portraits and then I'll have to do like corporate. I think that there is something when you're starting out that you have to try a bunch of different things and you don't know what you like until you yeah, yeah. you do it. Can you talk to me about that? And is that something you've consciously done or is it an unconscious thing? I don't know if it's something I've consciously done, but it's only been recently. And I think it's been because I've had a lot more time to kind of think in lockdown about what I like and what I'm interested in. Yeah, I was I was just trying anything and even um, doing, you know, like headshots for people or doing product photography for people and things. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Like, I'll, I'll try it because I don't know if I like it. And like even I've done a couple of like smaller weddings, which were amazing, but I was so scared to do them. But, and, but I was like, I need to try it because I want to know if I want to be a wedding photographer. Like I want to know what, what it is that I like about, about photography and what kind. So, yeah, I think for the last two years I've just been trying different things and like, yeah, getting up, going to sunrises and going for drives and doing things like that which is cool because I love going on road trips and things. But yeah, like thinking about it during this time, people are the common denominator of like, I want to, like that's what, that's the side of photography that interests me and like, yeah, candid people. And it's only been recent that I've thought, okay, well, what if you just concentrate on that now and just see, if you're into that and it might change, like, I don't know, but I think it's important to try everything first and do that. But also I think it's important that if you're not into it, to be honest with yourself and be like, I'm not into it. Like it's doesn't nothing about this kind of, I don't know, gets me, yeah, gets me going or whatever. So it's interesting to see the themes that come up over and over and over again. Like, is it people or is it, is it is something more specific within people? It's interesting, like going on, trips and things and going to like tourist destinations i get to a city or whatever and then go okay th- these are the places i want to go to like i try to have a bit of a map in my mind of like tomorrow i'm going to shoot there the next thing i'm going to shoot there and they're always kind of centered around tourist places like you know like going to the eiffel tower or whatever or seeing this waterfall or anything like that which is amazing to see those anyway, like just on a normal kind of human level. Yeah. But I always find when I go there, I never take photos of the actual monument or the actual, Yeah. like, cause I'm like, well, everyone's taking that photo. I always end up taking photos of the people there. And I don't think I did that consciously when I started out, but now looking back through the archives, I'm like, oh, I didn't even shoot that like that, I don't know, whatever, like Statue of Liberty, just say. Like I didn't even really yeah. shoot that because I was like, oh, I'm just not interested in doing that. Like I don't. Totally. Yeah, and I think that pattern has kind of emerged from looking back at photos and going, there's this amazing wonder in front of me, but my camera's like pointed at the people looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pointed the other way. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of something that I've realised like these few months, like just looking back and going, oh, I didn't even realise I was doing that. I just thought I was going and shooting the Eiffel Tower, but, oh, I've got one photo of the Eiffel Tower and the rest of all these people around the Eiffel Tower. (laughs) Totally. You know? A hundred percent. 
you couldn't be talking to more of the right person. The story of how the Eiffel Tower like came to be somewhat interesting, but the story of like the lovebirds underneath, or you know these people that haven't haven't seen each other in twenty five years, it's like that blows my mind way more than say this engineering feat. And it's just funny to go over and over and over again and keep coming back to be like that's the story that I tell. It's a story. It's a story like waiting in line. It's the night of the Roxbury, but in real life kind of thing. <laughs> Definitely, definitely waiting outside with the club outside. <laughs> yeah. Thinking back of going to these places and you just see, you know, 20 photographers all lined up taking a photo of, and I mean, that's its own great, like that's its own thing if you're into that. But I'm like, how, like everyone's taking the photo, a photo of the same thing. And like personally for me, I'm like, well, what's the point of that? I don't, like, I know the people that are into that and take photo, you know, great landscapes and stuff like that. But what interests me is things that aren't going to happen again. Like they're not going to happen again. Yeah. Like, you, you know, people waiting in line or whatever, like that exact way that that comes together is never going to be, never going to happen again. And that, that, that interests me a whole lot more. Like <laughs> The Japanese family and the, and the German family, like getting annoyed at each other because they both want to take a family group shot. That's not going to happen again. Like the bean in Chicago, that's always going to be there, but it's just like, <laughs> but there is something about that, like the monuments that you don't get that because you, you may be not going to see those two families like sitting next to each other in the same restaurant or whatever. They're going to go to different places. The rest of their holiday is totally shaped differently, but for that, what, like one moment in time, like that's the overlap. I remember when I was like, eh, do I want to do photography or like, am I going to do this for real? A big thing of my fear was like, what are you going to contribute? Like everyone's got a phone and everyone's a photographer and I was so scared of getting into it. So can you talk a little bit about that? Cause uh, you, uh, it turns out you weren't born with the camera in your hand. <laughs> yeah. It turns out. Baby with this is like a tiny little, yeah, little camera. <laughs> Like I mentioned, like I always was into photography without knowing that I was into photography. I don't, and um, things always drew me to taking photos, but I was so scared of learning something new that I didn't know anything about. And I was working full time in TV at the time doing graphics and especially for like sport broadcasts. And I'd do tennis and then I'd do football. And then I'd, I had my year pretty much mapped out and it was... It was comfortable, like I, I loved it, but there was always this thing kind of in the back of my mind of like, no, there's something out, like there's something else that you're really into. And I kind of ignored it for years. Like I just ignored it. And I thought, I don't want to, I don't want to get a camera. Cause I, I was so like, oh, that's this whole other thing. I don't know anything about cameras and it's too hard. Like I just didn't want to kind of go there and it just like, it never went away. And even I'd watch things or read things and even if they were like really inspiring things, like I was really turned off by that because I was like, oh, that's going to make me think about what I really want to do. <laughs> like, do, do you know what I mean? And I was like, I oh, just ignore, like don't, I tried to ignore it because I was like, TV's awesome and you're making money and you're comfortable and you love who you work with and what do you want to do up that for? Like it's, and then uh, I was on a trip with a friend and I was reading, um, uh the phil knight shoe dog that book you know and everyone was like about how Knight came about and how oh yeah yeah, yeah. That. and I, I was reading that book and i don't know what it was about that and i remember thinking i'm like i gotta do this because then it became like a fear that i was going to regret not doing it and just giving it a go like and i kind of came home from that trip and i was and I started mentioning it to like my sister and my friends and my parents and they were like, yeah, obviously, like that's what you, but it just took me like always a hundred years later. To, to, yeah. And so I remember thinking, all right, I'll do both. So I'll work full time in TV and then I'll go home and I'll do photo stuff. And that lasted for like a year and I was like burnt out. I was like, Totally. Nah, I can't do two. I can't do that. That's not, you know, you watch all these things like hustle things and you've got to go home and do yourself. Yeah. But I don't know, like for me, after a bit of that, I was like, I'm not happy and I'm not like at work. I'm no, I feel like I'm not there a hundred percent. I'm not, at, I'm not doing photos a hundred percent. I'm just 
floating in this thing and I'm frustrated because I can't give my photography enough time to kind of go anywhere because, you know, like I do street photography once a month and or not even like it was, yeah, like with football back in the day when we could travel like around to different states and, yeah, you know, you didn't have time. So it got to the point where at work I was like, it's a bigger risk if I stay than if I go. And, and I was so lucky that people at work were really supportive. And yeah, my friend Tess at work, who I work real closely with was like, you got to do it. Like TV will always be here and you can always freelance. And so, yeah. So then last year was my last season that I did in football and it's been great because I've, you know, given me more time, which to learn camera and things that I was so scared of learning because I was like, ah, like you said, like I thought, oh, people are born knowing how to use a camera. <laughs> like, yeah, you, know, totally. you kind of forget that everyone learns how to do that. But Oh, my God, yes. You, you know, and at the time I was like, I'm in my early 30s, like eh, I should know this by now and all these things you say to yourself to, yeah, you know. So I was just like, nah, try it, give yourself a few years. If you don't like it, go back to working full time. Like, I mean, you, you know, if you, if you can and go, go back. Corona aside, this year was really like, yeah, work freelance and give yourself time to do photos. And it started off like that. And it was, it was you know, it was really cool, like getting jobs and having a few days a week to kind of get it, you know, hit the streets and take photos and still doing a bit of footy, still doing a bit of sports, which was like, cool, this is awesome. And yeah, now I'm on pause. Everyone's on pause. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's on pause. It's madness, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You're kind of like big moment in Germany. But was there another moment when you're like, hey, I can do this? Because that's a nice moment. Yeah. It's funny because the moment I felt that, so I took a photo of this rock formation, Rainbow Valley. It's in the Northern Territory. And just like we were up there for footy and what I was doing is just staying up for an extra couple of days, like when we travel and do some photos, like just to kind of try to do both, which was amazing and so lucky to be able to do that. So I took this photo of this rock formation and I was, I remember going back to the hotel and like going into Lightroom and looking at it and I was like, huh, well, yeah, I got what I thought and that was like what I envisioned like I got that in the, in the and it was the first time that happened and I was like oh that's cool like it, what I imagined is kind of what I shot that's such a cool feeling and then it was funny because that exact shot was one of the shots that I exuded in that first exhibition and I remember then when I went to get them printed shooting to print is a completely different thing and I, I'm so grateful that got like my printer was so honest with me and he was just like well you know you're gonna you can obviously you can um you can exhibit whatever you like like it's up to you but he was explaining like technically what a shot has to be to then print it at an, a massive site you know and so that same shot I was like man what a learning image <laughs> like this has taught me about thing and it's taught me about so many things so can you just just for my own curiosity resolution wasn't big enough to to print yeah exactly like it just wasn't again and i think this is like what we're talking about it was edited like with way too much of a heavy hand <laughs> like you know I, what what looks good on like your phone on instagram or on your website or whatever you know when you're printing it at this and I was like I want this to be the size of the wall like <laughs> you know and he's like yes hold up hold up take it <laughs> take it easy take it easy yeah, yeah. yeah like start smaller prints and things like that so I remember driving home from seeing the printer and being like oh man I don't know anything like that's a whole other side of photography that I have to learn. And I just feel like it's this weird kind of Mario game that we play that it's like, okay, you finish that level and you're like onto the next, and you got to start again. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, we're not running anymore. We're like, we're doing handstands the whole level. You're like, but I don't know. I got to learn how to do handstands now. Like this is, this is crazy. Ooh, what? What? I thought I'd do this. Like, yeah, it, it's so true. Like you're never done. Like, yeah, it's funny. Like I just, Recently, I bought, because um, I shoot on Canon ordinarily, but I bought a little, like, Fujifilm camera um, oh, cool. to kind of walk around with and do things like that. And just 
learning how to shoot, you know, on Fujifilm is so different to oh my, yeah. on Canon. And I had those same feelings of when I first picked up my Canon of like, eh, how do I get what I'm seeing like in this photo? Like, you know, and just to remind yourself, like, it's just another learning thing. Like you'll get, you'll, totally. you'll know this camera, like, you know, your Canons and stuff and, it's just another, yeah, another thing. And you can shortcut it a little bit, but you're still going to feel like a beginner. Yeah. And it can be even more frustrating because you know what you want to do. You're like, yeah. I like, I need to focus this, but I don't know how to turn fucking autofocus off. So all of a sudden it's like for better or for worse, it's, you're practically a beginner, even though you know exactly what you want to do. You can't do it because you don't know how to operate the tool. I'll go back to like, yeah, YouTube University of like doing tutorials on YouTube of like, yeah, go, going and just go, how do I, find, how do I do, you know, spot metering on a Fuji? I don't know how to do that on a. You know, yes. Like a yeah. But the shortcut comes from because you know the keyword to put in and then you're like, ah, phew. Yeah, I can, I can, you can, you can I've sneak got, it a I've little bit. So I can, I can, yeah, yeah, it's true. But it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's like a, okay, I know how to use this and all right, I'm going to, I want something else now to learn. Like it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's always another process. I, a couple more and I'll get you out of here. I stole this question from my friend on her podcast. Um, she does like a health and wellness podcast. And, and she asked me, she was like, what does a good day look like? And I was like, oh my God, for me at the time, I was just like, just pretty much hardcore freelance. And so I was like, I don't even know what like a regular day looks like, let alone like a good day. But if I'm asking you that, what, what kind of comes to mind? What are the, what are the pieces of the, the good day puzzle? Good day puzzle. That's a great question. Just trying to think. Uh... We can give you some kind of context. Let's talk about maybe a shoot, like a shoot day. Like you're, you're in a, you're in a new city. What's a good day? Oh, okay. Good day is, um, Start with a good coffee, <laughs> always. Hell yes. <laughs> um, and then I always like like slower starts of the day. Like I try to like read in the morning. So I, I do that in the day. And then I the perfect day would be just hit the streets with my camera and then just feel like you're in that zone of I'm seeing, I've got those antennas up. Like you'll see, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what I want to see and there's great things happening and there's just like a really cool vibe and things. And but the best part is like when that, when you get home and you look at those photos and they are what you thought they would be <laughs> because sometimes they're not. <laughs> so that's great. And then I think I love days where I get to do what I love during the day. And then I like can hang out with my sister and, or I can see friends at night and then switch off. Like both, both of those things in a day is my perfect day. Like I get to do both. I feel like fulfilled during the day that I did cool, like what I'm into. Um, and then I get to just see people I love at night. <laughs> That's like my perfect day. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. I love that. The logical, but sometimes painful next question is what's the opposite of that? What is a bad day? What can throw us better in the works? Uh, bad day. I know as soon as I wake up, my mind's a bit jumbled and, but I force going out to shoot and I do it. And actually not even like sometimes if I, if you go out and feeling it, it's great. And then you get home and you, I did this like a couple of weeks ago before lockdown, I went out and shot and I was, it was with the new Fuji and I was like, yes, I got some really cool photos. And then I got home and they were just trash. Like I just thought they were no good. And I think a bad day is when you force yourself to do anything, like anything creative. I think that's a bad day. Like I'm still learning not to force myself to do that. Like just to, and just watch Netflix today or don't force yourself to do things and do things for like the wrong reason. Like, Oh, I've got to post this on Instagram. So I, I should go out and shoot and they're bad days. Cause then I'm like, I feel all jumbled all day and I just don't want it. And I'm not good company. Like I just, yeah, I feel like really like my head's spinning all day. Like I, when I start saying, oh, I should do this. Like that's not a good day. <laughs> it's a bad word. I don't know who it is. It's someone in my self-help world, but they're like, uh, it's, it's should versus must. And it's like the must, the must comes from like internal, whereas the should is external. External. Yeah. 
Totally. Once this kind of lockdown thing is over, what is the, the first thing that you're going to get back to photography-wise and just general life-wise? Oh, I'm going to hug everyone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hug everyone for five minutes. So you're like, oh, I can't wait to see, like, just to hang out and, yeah, like go to a bar with friends and just can't wait to see my grandparents like in the flesh not zooming and things like that and yeah and to travel again like that's I can't wait to do that stuff photography wise just to like hit the streets more like just to and have people back on the street like people yeah people <laughs> on the like it's it's like, like uh yeah going out a couple of weeks ago when we, like when we could for those couple like there was two weeks there when we could but even you go out with your camera and everyone's like so on edge because of you know, everything and wearing masks and everyone's like what are you looking at me for like what do you have a camera for so I was like yeah no, I can't wait to get out there when there's people again <laughs> like yeah and and death and destruction aren't on their mind yeah, yeah. where people are relaxed and you, you know everyone's relaxed and before all that just hug everyone Hug everyone. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That is an amazing way to end. Hey, thank you so much for, for talking to me. I wanted to say when you said before you've been putting together a we website, I think it's a little more than a website because, you know, it's not just like uh, your classic like Squarespace knock up, you know, a couple of photos, stock photos. and Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely worth a, a follow on the on the gram for all my dear listeners. Check you out. That's it. Thanks very much. Thanks for having a gab to me. Thanks for having me. That was really fun. Thanks for that. That was Francesca Denali. Can you believe it was her first time being a guest on a podcast? She absolutely crushed it. And I'm certain it's not going to be her last. She is a talent. Speaking of awesome humans, hey you, thanks for listening, you dead set legend. Look at you just crushing an app like nobody's business. Good on ya. I appreciate you and I hope that you come back again. Please. Love ya. Bye.